Farm Foundation is an outreach of the Permanent Baptist Churches of DeKalb County. New Bildad Primitive Baptist Church meets in the Seven Springs community on New Bildad Road each Sunday morning at 10.30, Sunday night at 6, and Wednesday night at 6.30. The Mount View Primitive Baptist Church meets in the Shiny Rock community on Old Blue Springs Road each Sunday morning at 10.30. Your speaker today is Elder Joseph Arnold, pastor at the New Bildad Church. If you have a Bible, turn with me to the book of Matthew chapter 17. 
in verse 1. And after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart. And he was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment as white as the light. Now, to give you an idea, if somebody's physical appearance changed that much, yeah, I'll tell you something's up. Now, and another thing that this is not the full glory of God. This is just a little bit of it. And I can prove that. Because if you go over to the book of Exodus, and I'll turn there, Moses made a request to see the glory of God. In the 33rd chapter, he says, And I beseech thee, show me thy glory. That's the request Moses had. And he said, I will make my goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee, and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, Thou canst not see my face, for, the, for there shall no man see, my faith, see me and live. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, that, and thou shalt stand upon a rock. And it shall come to pass when my glory passeth by, that I will put thee in the cliff of the rock, and will cover thee with mine hand, while I pass by. And when I take away mine hand, and thou shalt see my back parts, but my face shall not be seen. So he gives him a partial request granted. Because you couldn't live and see God's true, full glory. Right. He saw a little bit. And it says later on in the 34th chapter, when he comes down from communing with God, his face shone. It was brighter. To the point that he had to wear a veil over his face the rest of his life. And that's from just the hinder parts of God. Now this is even less of that glory because they did not shine after they encountered this. But I'm sure they were astonished. And they were astonished at something else. Verse 3. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias talking with him. Now a lot of people have asked how do they know who Moses and Elijah are? It could be divine inspiration but we have no photographs of George Washington and yet we know how he looks because paintings. They could have seen paintings of what people were rendered as Moses and Elijah. It's very possible too. 
And Peter then answered Peter. I had a little discussion with this with someone last night. Then answered Peter and said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us hear let's make here three tabernacles, one for thee, and one for Moses, and one for Elias. Now Peter, in my view, was trying to do the right thing. But he didn't understand all the facts. There's only one that gets glory. Amen. Now Moses was an amazing prophet. As was Elijah. But they were still sinners. Right. Like we are. There's only one that's supposed to get glory. Amen. Only one to worship. Right. And that's Jesus. Amen. Because it says, And while he yet spake, while he was still talking this way, Behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye Him. So we have God the Son, and part of His glory has now been shown to them. And the Lord said, and the Lord God the Father says, "Hear ye him." Why should you hear Jesus? That is the question. Why should you be listening for what the Lord has said? And how do you do that? Well, think about it in these terms. In the Gospel of John, chapter 1. In the Gospel of John, chapter 1, and verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Interesting language. Because the first verse says that he was with God and he was God. Well, the thing about God is God is eternal. He's always the same. So if he was God in the beginning, he's still God at that time, and he's still God now. Jesus Christ is God. So if you think about it, that's what we're here to do. We're here to worship God. And in doing so, we should worship Jesus Christ. If we do it right, we will. Brothers and sisters, if we do this the right way, all three, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost, all get praise and honor. One God in three persons, and they all get the glory for it all. And that's what we're here for. And part of it is, one of the best praises you'll ever give is moral excellence. You need to listen to what he has to say. We need to be a little more attentive to what he says, I believe. Because the Lord said, he told them in the book of 
uh, Ephesians chapter 5. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Well, brothers and sisters, the days are still evil. It's still not the best place to be because this earth is incursed. When Adam fell in the Garden of Eden, he's guilty. And passed that nature to every one of his descendants. And Moses and Elias, they're part of that too. Listen to what the Lord has to say in him alone. Now, one thing I will make notice of. This word said that it is inspired by God. So, if you want to know what Jesus Christ thinks about something, check it out. Be like the Chicago Tribune is. That's where Lee Strobel used to work when he was an atheist. And they got a banner up in their workroom where they got all their stories that they're working on. They got all the facts and all the figures up there on this board. And above it, it's got a banner that says, Your mother says she loves you. Check it out. Well, you're pretty sure that your mom loves you. She's shown it. But, still say, but they say, still go ahead and investigate it. Well, brothers and sisters, you probably know a little bit what this word says. You still need to check it out. And see what it says about your current state of affairs. Whatever it is. I don't care what it is. Whether it's financial, whether it's home, whether it's... I don't care where it is. Brothers and sisters, your answers are found in the Word of God. And why is it important? Because who God really is. See, listen to this. Over in the book of Romans, chapter 11, and verse 33. Oh, the depth of the riches of riches both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are His judgments and His ways past finding out. His knowledge and His ways are so far above our thoughts and ways the writer here said they're unsearchable. That doesn't mean you shouldn't look for the answers in the Word of God. But it means that you cannot comprehend how intelligent and amazing your God really is. Why would we ever doubt what He tells us to do? Why would we ever doubt that He doesn't have the answer before the problem ever occurred? Let me show you how amazing this really is. Over in the book of Colossians, chapter 1. Some similar language to what we had in the Gospel of John, chapter 1, but a little bit more of the light on it. Listen to this. Speaking of Jesus Christ, in verse 16, For by Him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether it be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by Him and for Him. And He is before all things, and by Him all things consist. 
So think about this earth. This earth and this entire universe is set on such precision that life is even possible. That there's a lot of different parameters, but I'm just going to give you one. Gravity. And it's set to an exact amount. It's got a big formula that I cannot figure out. I can't figure it out. I'll let somebody else do that. But if it's less than a fraction, stronger or weaker, life does not exist. Because it can't. If it's too strong, everything would collapse. And if it's not strong enough, everything just floats off. Set on an exact spot. Exact strength. And there's hundreds of these things that are put together at such precision... It's got to be intelligently put there. The chances of everything coming together exactly right to create a, th- a earth that will have life or a planet that has life, you got a better chance of winning the Powerball twice with the same numbers. Mathematically speaking. Think of how smart and how powerful that must be. Think of how big your God really is. And if He says something, I believe we ought to be listening. And if we need the answers, I believe we ought to be searching. Because our God is amazing. And He knows your case better than you do yourself. And brothers and sisters, there's something else He knows. Over in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 17. Jeremiah, chapter 17, and verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? So, brothers and sisters, you don't know your heart because your heart is deceitful. It looks for the wrong things, and it was set that way by your great-great-great-father Adam. Because that sinful nature has been passed all the way down to you. You have that mind and you have that heart. You have a carnal mind that's emptying against God as well. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins. Even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. So what does it say? You don't know your heart, but the Lord does. He knows what you're thinking right now. Does that give you a little bit of a chill? He knows if you're in tune with the sermon or if you are thinking about what you're going to buy at the grocery store after you get out. He knows why you're here. Are you here just because it's what you do on Sunday or are you here looking for something? Looking for what the Word of God says. Are you looking to serve Him? Looking for encouragement. Looking for instruction. 
If you didn't come looking for anything, well, Zig Ziglar says if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. Would it be too far-fetched to come here and expect a blessing? Would it be too far-fetched to maybe hear that the preacher had been blessed to preach? I hope so. Hope the Lord blesses us. Search God's ways. Because they're right. And be careful because our ways are usually not. If our ways are following what the Lord said, they can be though. But even then, the Apostle Paul said, when I would do good, evil is still present with me. Brothers and sisters, how, how can we remedy it? Look for the answers. Look for the answers in God's Word. Because they're there. Sometimes they're hard to find. Sometimes we don't have all the answers. But I guarantee you God does. And we need to look for them. But I want to also talk about, for a few more moments, in verse 4, Peter did say one thing that was exactly right. He said, Lord, it is good for us to be here. Why was it good for Peter to be there and for James and John? Because they were where the Lord was going to teach them something they needed to know. Brothers and sisters, can you say it is good for you to be here? If it's good for you to be here, would it be good for other people to be here? Brothers and sisters, let's pray for that door of utterance. Because, brothers and sisters, there's other people who need answers. And I won't say I have all the answers, but I know who does. See, I'm going to key you in on something. You probably already figured this out. But the Lord is smarter than I am. I would say the Lord is probably smarter than all of us put together. And if the Lord is that smart and that intelligent, why do we ever doubt that He has the answer? And why do we ever think that the Lord is not interested in your problem? You ever heard anybody say that? You ever heard anybody say, well, my problems are just too little for the Lord to even worry about. Well, for that little, you shouldn't worry about them either. But he said the very hairs of your head are numbered. He knows every detail there is to know about you to the minutest detail. So if he knows you that well, he knows what your small problem is. Go to him with it. No matter how big or small your problem is, the Lord knows what it is, knows what you need. He knew that Paul had a thorn in the flesh. But he also told Paul that my grace is sufficient for thee. Why do we ever doubt that? Brothers and sisters, I'm thankful to be amongst the people who believes in salvation by sovereign grace. But why do we ever doubt that sovereign grace doesn't work Monday through Friday? Sovereign grace works for that too. Because it comes from a sovereign God. And what is that? 
One verse over in the book of Ephesians, chapter 3, one of my favorites. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Now have you ever caught that entire verse? Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. I've said that a lot of times. Think about what the Lord can do, and the Lord can go beyond that. Whatever the situation may be. But he also said, according to the power that now worketh in us. Amen. What does that mean? That means the Lord's with you. Amen. All the time. Amen. In your mind and in your hearts. If he's in your hearts, that means you're a safe character, by the way. Amen. He can do that on his own. Amen. But if he's there, trust him. Amen. And listen for him. Because he can do so far more than you can ever comprehend. Seek Him in prayer. Seek His Word out to find the answers. Because the answers are there. And brothers and sisters, do not wait till all else fails to consult it. Don't put the swing set up and then have it collapse. Read the instructions. How many things... Answer this in your own mind and in your own heart. How many things... Could you have avoided it had you instructed yourself first? I can look back at a lot of times. If I would have read the instructions beforehand, things would have went a lot better. Oh, but that foot, that pride of that sinful man wants to fix it and get the credit for it. Look how smart I am. Brothers and sisters, the Lord's smarter. Brothers and sisters, the Lord knows what you need before you ask. He knows what you need to serve Him. He knows what I need on an everyday basis. Our model prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be known on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. So what does that what does that really mean to you? Now a lot of people think just about food. But why do we think that the Lord cannot provide all the necessary things for your day? Not just food. But a new supply of grace for everything that you meet today. Lord, give us this day the things that we need. And that includes food. Sometimes we just need Him. Sometimes we just need our Heavenly Father and our wonderful Savior. Can you ever think of a time you just need Him? Just need Him by your side. I can even give you an example. What did... Elijah need when he was under the juniper tree. He needed God's presence, didn't he? Because, brothers and sisters, Elijah forgot. Have you? Have you ever forgot that the Lord's still in charge? And still able? 
still has grace sufficient, still has the answers readily available to you. I've forgotten at times. Brothers and sisters, that doesn't change the fact that our God is able. And it doesn't change the fact that we should serve Him as such. It is good for us to be here. Let's pray that the Lord will continue to bless it. Above all that we ask or think, may the Lord bless you and keep you as our prayer. Thank you for listening to The Firm Foundation. If you'd like more information about the Primitive Baptist Churches of this area, you can email me, newbuildedpbc at gmail.com. Join us next week to hear another Bible-based message on The Firm Foundation.